to the Gray Matters, everyone, where we discuss more than just the hot topics and headlines of the day from a black man's perspective. We appreciate that we are not a monolith and every subject deserves to be explored with nuance, giving a view from all sides of the culture. So we're here to hopefully bring that to you every week with a little bit of nuance, class, and fun. Our panel consists of three guys that are absolutely nothing alike, and you'll soon find out just how much we love each other in spite of our sometimes very big differences. I'm Billy Craig, and once again, I'll be your moderator for the day, coming to you from ground zero of the COVID variants, Delaware. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going around my neighborhood. But I'm glad to be here today with Andre, joining us as always from Nashville, and back on set after taking a week off to film his Life Alert commercial, wow. Paul Wilson. <laughs> Coming all the way from Washington. Say hello, mm -hmm. gentlemen. What's, What's going on? All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into it before something else happens to his neck and his back. <laughs> right. Let's start here. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about this, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek having fun last week about the Illuminati and all these secret societies and how, you know, sometimes people get a little spooky about things. And, you know, one thing is uh, we love our conspiracies and talking about what's going on behind the scenes. But I want to start out with a question here. Is there actually a gay agenda in Hollywood? Is there actually a gay agenda in Hollywood? Is this one of those things that, uh, you know, we just like to kind of, you know, throw out there. And maybe it's not real. Maybe culture, uh, society, our community, where we live, maybe uh, things are just changing. And, uh, you know, we're reluctant to accept that change. But maybe it's not necessarily a hard agenda. But sometimes I wonder. And so we're better to start with uh, the topic than Paul. Wow. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, you're back. Pause. You know, we're happy to see you. And this is right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> right. I'm give you the hard one to start All off right. with. Yeah, let me uh, try not to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Right. You're right. I'll take the arrows. Uh, so I'll start by saying that there is always an agenda for everything. Now, if you go back through the history of Hollywood, and you talk about uh, what was the uh, the Klan movie that was played at the White House? Right. Um, Birth of a you, Nation. Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. Thank you. Um, and then you go into how certain groups of people are portrayed, whether they be Italian, Asian, uh, Latino, Black, um, you know, or or Indigenous, how they're portrayed. Uh, if you look at all the the blackface and brownface red face that was used there's always an agenda um i would say that given that it's the arts there is a large lbgtq plus uh presence because it's the arts um and or or openly i should say because they are they're allowed to express themselves more openly in 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 the industry than than at a corporate level um as are most people who aren't white men. Um, so I would say the people who are in charge of curating the art are finally 
geared upon representation and the art that they curate. So I believe that it started off as representation and then snowballed into an agenda. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. We'll say you, Andre. No, I can I can see what Paul's saying. Um, they're just because like there there's a certain factor of wanting to be in, like inclusionary uh when it comes to whatever i mean whatever group you know we're <clears throat> making you know whether it's you know crazy rich asians or something like that where we're trying to show asian people in a different light other than just martial arts or we have um you know uh hell just black people in general not having us as thugs or robbers or anything mm-hmm. like that and we're just having like good fathers you know, mm-hmm. and things like that, that that haven't been portrayed through the 60s and 70s and things like that. Um, and then, you know, you reach this portion where, like, <clears throat> the word agenda, I guess it makes me cringe just a little bit because it almost sounds like gay people haven't been here for forever. Um, and they, I mean, they literally have been here for forever. Like, forever, forever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just now coming to like where representation in the writer's rooms are making a difference, just like Mm -hmm. representation for black people in the writer's rooms are making difference Mm -hmm. where you get to see different parts of the story. I guess where it turns into, and what I agree with Paul is that some of it seems like forced, Mm -hmm. like we have to have a gay character right here, whether it makes, you know, the movie or not, or like there was a, a, a script that involves straight people and they're like, you know what? We want to we want to push this and make sure that gay people have a voice and th- like it kind of some it, there's just times where you know it I guess where it becomes the agenda is it's almost like forcing acceptance um, on on the population like I and I'm literally I have no problem like if you want to have gay people in movies or anything like like none of it bothers me like I really don't care but like even if you look at the last Thor they had a scene where um spoiler alert if anybody you know hadn't seen it that's on you it's been a couple weeks now um where get your money up right (laughs) wow they have been cheap waiting for it to come on tv you've been inside for two years (laughs) but they had um the there was a rock character who made a baby with another male rock character like so they just introduced that and it was like hmm like Did I, I see what I, I just saw, right? Like, and I don't it, like it. Didn't but why like that. Though? That's right, and, and so it, it kind of stuck <laughs> down, like right. Like it just kind of stuck out. Like, huh? That was okay. Uh, like it, it. Like so. That's why I say. Like sometimes it just looks like they're trying to force acceptance. Like, hey, we're just gonna put this in here and let y'all deal with it. Like, and it doesn't necessarily fit the storyline, or or doesn't have to be in the storyline. Like, I don't. I don't know the right like phrased exactly because I'm trying not to, you know, offend whoever might be offended by this conversation. But I think people can get like it. The story was a story before they decided, Oh, we're going to have two rocks, have a baby and both of them going to be men here. Like take that and run with it. Like at the end of the movie, and it was, it, it just seemed out of place to me, but I, I guess they fighting to make everything seem like it's in place. Uh, at right. That point. Up is down. <laughs> you so know, clearly, Andre is uncomfortable with rocks. Right. And so now we Rock know. sex really bothers Andre. Yeah. 
right. <laughs> if y'all haven't seen it, if y'all haven't seen the new Thor, watch it and then you're going to be like, uh, I, I promise you, it, it, it's nothing offensive. It's just like, huh. This man had we, nightmares we, over Flintstones when he was a kid. Right. Y'all familiar right. with The Boys? The TV show The Boys? Yes. That's on Amazon? Mm-hmm. Did you see the Herogasm episode? Hmm. <laughs> When dude was, oh yeah, yeah, dude was, dude was uh, smashing like an octopus, bro. Like it was, <laughs> it was all over the place. Maybe that's more than, <laughs> yeah, more than anything else. I think that's really where thing like sexuality yeah. and sex are being pushed more than anything else at this point. Like it, there's just like the boys is just weird. Like they yeah. just they. Like my man drove like through a whale in one episode. Like it just right. It, yeah, it's it's like how it's almost like we're gonna go just a little more edgy than the rest of them that everybody thinks. Well, the boys, the boys to me is like the Bel Air version of like the Super Friends. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Right, you got Bel Air, then you got Fresh Prince. Well, you got the boys, and you got Super Friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, since Andre doesn't want to offend anybody, he's just well, he's on some rock except for the, except for the rock people. Yeah, Apparently, I, saying, I, right. I may have I may have offended <laughs> hey, some rock people. Um, listen, Mister Slate Stone over there, and, <laughs> right? Uh, and and so I, I I tell you what, man, I've had a hard week. Okay. And so I'm feeling, I'm actually, it was interesting. I, I think I told Paul earlier, today is the best I felt in like 10 days. So I don't even care. I'll offend. Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, there is. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. And I'm not even uncomfortable using the word agenda, but here's what I mean. I think I, I'll, I'll throw something back that Paul was just telling me last week before both of us went down for the count. Right. But he was saying how, we were talking about daddy ball and sports. And he said, if you don't actually use, not that you have to be grossly offensive or, you know, completely tasteless with it, but if you don't use your leverage as a coach and use your influence to actually benefit your son or your daughter, if you're coaching girls, if you don't use that, then you're kind of wasting it. And one of the things that happens with representation is, and we see this a lot of times, we saw this, We've lived through it where um, people will look at other black people. If you have a position as a CEO, if you have a position where you're the hiring manager, then the thought is if you don't let some black people get a foot in the door, then you're just wasting the opportunity. Even if that's not necessarily true, that is typically the position that people will hold. It's the same thing with women where it's like, you're a woman, you have influence, you have power. It's almost expected that there's an obligation mm-hmm. that you kind of push that representation out there, that you make opportunities. Otherwise, they look at you and think you're a waste. And I think to... Or a sellout. Or a sellout. Are we back there. And so <laughs> what, I end up, what I believe happens in Hollywood, like Paul said, I think the arts is always going to lend itself to that because the creatives, um, and this isn't like a stereotype in a bad kind of way, but it's just true. Um, if you're a singer, if you're a dancer, if you're a writer, people who are in these um, arts uh, circles very often um, 
there are many of them that that's where you're going to find a lot of them that are gay or lesbian or they identify with that. And so a lot of times the pressure on them is if you don't, not just cast, but if you don't actually um, make sure that your art represents and puts people who are gay. I, I thought about this. I remember early on when um, that show Empire was out. Mm-hmm. And remember, uh, what was it? Jesse Smollett, right? So he Juicy. played the middle son of Lucius's sons. And I remember my wife and I, we were trying to just get through the first scene. You were watching. It was kind of comical. It was almost going a little too far. But it was interesting because I remember telling her, I said, it almost feels like, like Andre said, they're trying too hard to push the character, and I forget his name, it escapes me now, but they were trying to push too hard, letting us know that he was gay. It's like, we get it. We understand. They even gave the back history of how he was beaten and um, some of the cruel things that were said to him by his father when he would dress up and wear the heels and that kind of thing. But it the overt <clears throat> displays of affection were... It wasn't that they were even uncomfortable. It was just like, why do you keep doing it? And I remember she kind of was looking at me like, well, you know, but it's Lee Daniels. And he kind of, you know, he he always does this, trying to uh, make sure to put it out there. So I do believe that there is an agenda in the sense that there is this feeling, this almost pressure that feels like, if I don't make sure to show the rest of the world that gay people exist, kind of like Andre was saying, they're not new. This isn't a new thing. Um, <laughs> it's just representation, representation in the media. But there's that pressure to feel like if they don't, if I, if I don't show people that gay people are here and it's nor- and like normalize it, not, without realizing that we already know that. Like, how do you think a black guy got on Happy Days? Okay. Somebody felt compelled. Nobody needed to put a black guy in Wisconsin in Happy Days <laughs> in the fifties. Because right. only back in back in the in Happy Days, the only person who was black in Wisconsin was like Hank Aaron, and then he Kareem. moved to Atlanta, <laughs> right? Kareem, yeah, Oscar <laughs> Robertson. You know what I'm saying? Like we, and, and but that's kind of the point, like you said about Happy Day, or any even sometimes I'll see it like when it's a cartoon or even for that matter, different shows and different movies where it's like, we've got to put a woman in a particular position where we know that it exists. And it's not that it's offensive as much as it is. In my opinion, it takes away from the art because I'm Mm -hmm. not one of those people that I'm not uncomfortable when gay men are showing affection or lesbians are showing affection. Right. I'm uncomfortable with affection, period. Like, I don't care if she's sexy. I don't care if she looks good. We don't, I, I'm not really, I'm not really here for that. You know, give the illusion. And and I don't know if that, that's why I asked the question the way I did in the beginning, right. because I don't know if that's a personal taste for me or is it just that overt? Well, and I think this is where it turns into the kind of the agenda side is like, for instance, and there's a and give me a second because there's a weird dichotomy that goes on because it's mainly men who yell about there's an agenda. I don't know if it's white men. I just know black men, you know, talk about it a lot that there's uh you know an agenda there. But 
like, but they never talk about the agenda when it comes to pushing female on female interaction. They only talk about it when it's male on male. Um, like Drake's song, you know, my girl, you know, likes girls. I'm a lesbian too. You know that thing. Like that song seemed to be fine, but like if it was flipped around and a, a, you a little know, nice X, a little nice X, exactly. Now, now there's a, now there's an issue, and so it it's an inconsistent argument there. But that's one part of it. But like. Like, I, it just seems like sometimes it's, it's, like I said, it's forced, like, Pose. I love the actual show Pose. Like, Billy Porter, like, is phenomenal. Like, the actual show, watched it, loved it, um, and all of that. That se- that was about the, you know, transgender and gay journey. So, like, it fit there, but, like, there's times where they just, it, it just seems to be mixed in with things that, I, I guess the characters... Because I, I mean, I'm in the music industry. Plenty of gay people that we will never out, but I know them. Um, oh yeah, right. But, mm-hmm. but in normal circles or just regular everyday life, they aren't as flamboyant as the characters that they push on television. Yes. I think that's where, and that's where I guess yes. it is not really. It, that's where my uncomfortability comes. Is that I know gay people. I love gay people. And they don't act like that. Like, why just like, why does it have to always be the flamboyant type? I got it when it was Will and Grace. Like, that was the sitcom style. And that was what it was. But like, now we've moved on to movies. And Will is a gay man. It it was a show about a gay man. So naturally, whatever (laughs) is going to fit around that character development is going to... (laughs) Or even like, what's the comedy where, uh, what's the comedy with, uh, what's the guy, Al Bundy? Uh, I forget his name now. Married with Children. Yeah, but I'm saying the newer. Oh, you're talking about Modern Family. Modern Family, right? Right, right, right. Like, it's one of those, because what you said, Andre, and the word that comes to mind, I'm big on word association. The word that comes to mind for me is typecast. Yes. It's almost like you're trying too hard. Like you mentioned the black guy on Happy Days. Nobody knows his name. He was just a black guy on Happy Days, right? But the idea was, like, representation is one thing. But if he was, as back in there, back in those days, if he was trying to talk jive talk, <laughs> it would be an obvious, like, play towards that kind of exploitation thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it almost feels like. And, and I think that's kind of what Andrew was going for. And I agree, where it's almost like, like I have relatives, I have cousins, uncles, you know, people that I'm close to who are gay and lesbians. And here's the thing. You honestly wouldn't know it. Like they're not every, all gay people, well, all trans people are not out there trying context, to make the point. context matters because gay people get treated the certain way they do. They tend to st- hide yeah. their what they how they live because they don't feel safe enough either because of their job or their family and friends or whatever um so it's not this i i think that's kind of lazy to say well gay people ain't like that i know gay people no, they I don't, don't act like that and i'm saying they, they don't they act the way they act because but here's what i'm saying though Paul. You know but I mean? everyone i'm they... getting at is and my uncle i have an uncle who's gay and one of the things he told me he said you know i don't define myself strictly by my sexuality any more than you do like, I don't just walk right, around right. every, you know, fifth sentence is me talking about, ooh, this sexy black woman. Blah, blah. Like, that's not how I get down. And I would kind of be hurt if I was only identified mm-hmm. by how 
I get down sexually. And he was saying the same thing. And for me, like, it really matters more to people who are repulsed by that and have that stigma associated with it. It really bothers them more than it does, like, gay people. Right, you know, like we not, just want to be left alone, just like I kind of want to be left alone. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like, not everybody is Lavar from Revenge of the Nerds. Like, it, yes. there's we just right. It, there's nuance. There's gray. <laughs> there you go. There's literally gray matter. There's all kinds right. of in betweens, right. and it doesn't take away from those. I remember when I was a kid, because um, my uncle. I remember he had an album. There was an artist. He was a singer. His name was Sylvester. And right. I remember thinking. Because I didn't realize it was a man until actually I saw. Uh, in fact, I didn't realize it was a man yeah, until I went to the guy. Yeah, right. But that was that disco era, that was right? Good, boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we was little kids and we were just jamming, you know? I had no idea what came with that until I realized he died. This was like in what was it, 86 or something like that? Seven? He died of AIDS. Mm. And had no idea who that it was act that, that was actually a man. The point I'm getting at is, though, that there's the spectrum is so wide and so broad. And I kind of feel like Hollywood does a disservice. Yes. That's, by that's only casting and putting that type of imagery to bring attention to the LGBTQ uh, community because it almost reinforces a bad stigma. In my opinion. Right. Well, with the agenda, before we wrap, um, I think that we feel forced to like or not not just accept the existence, but we feel forced to actually like how you get down or forced to have to deal with how you get down. That's what I mean with the agenda. Right. I get it. Absolutely. And- and just to, you know, for clarification's sake, like not all agendas are like I it gets a negative stereotype, but not all mm-hmm. agendas are bad. Like no bad agendas. It's just we're just stating this is what it is. Like it and uh but yeah, I mean I think we can wrap on that, but I because mm-hmm. it's no different than the civil rights agenda. Right. Agenda. Right. That's, that's an agenda. Right. But right. The, you know, just like that though, there's a way to do it that doesn't automatically alienate you from people who would otherwise be your allies. Uh, There there are some black people who believe that if you don't love all black people, you're racist. And guess what? You're wrong. Right. (laughs) You're dead wrong. Yeah. I can think of a few I can't stand right now, but that's neither here nor there. Mm. And 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 the same thing goes for rocks, too. Right. (laughs) Look, bro. Pebbles, stones, pavers. Bam, bam. I, uh, <laughs> I am a stalactite and Chris, stalagmite Tony, fan. Mr. Mr. Don't, don't, don't pigeonhole me and cancel me, Rock people. The <laughs> Rock. Chris Rock, all of them. Mm-hmm. Love all of them. All right. All right. We, we'll check on that later, Andre. I need you to go seek some professional help, like we talked about last week, because you have a problem with rocks. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to get that fixed. All right. Well, next topic, um, there is a young lady by the name of Iman Vellani. She is the star of the new hit that is actually out. Um, it's actually out on um, 
it's Miss Marvel and it's actually out on Disney Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. Um, but it's streaming. Like it's not like something you can just, you know, turn to the CW and catch it. It's streaming. But it's been getting amazing numbers. Uh a lot of people I, I was actually surprised. Um at frankly, I mean I didn't I wasn't surprised that it was good. I was surprised at how well the numbers were. In fact, I just kind of brought to my attention. I thought I was the only person that even noticed it. And I know a couple of other people who um, has started watching it, like my wife and my daughter, they were watching it. But I bring this up because it's interesting that as much as um, it's a really good show, and I was kind of surprised that it was as, um, it captured me as much as it did. One of the things I found fascinating was it wasn't quite getting the broad appeal or it hasn't been getting that broad craze that you might expect from a show that was actually this well done. And it leads me to another question. Does America have a problem when it comes to the acceptance of brown people? Um, are we tired of black and brown people? Tired? Tired. Is there fatigue? What? What's the reason? Because this is one example, but... <laughs> Yes. I mean, look, I, I know I'm browner than you, but still, it. what is it about, um, what is it about the work that gets put into uh, this, this type of a show that's been uh, casted with a largely almost uh, all uh, cast? She, for those who don't know, um, she is um, Pakistani. Pakistani, Muslim, uh, they have obviously those types of names because that's her family, you know, that's her um, place of origin. But I guess maybe a more point way of putting this is, uh, is America slow to latch on to this character and shows like this? There are other shows, I can give other examples, but is America slow to latch on to something like this because they have a problem with this character being Pakistani, being Muslim, being brown. And Andre, you're actually the brownest person on the panel. <laughs> so maybe we should start with you with this one. I'm going to just start off with just flat out saying yes. Like, I'm going to give a short answer and then give a long answer. So yes, America <laughs> seems to have a problem with it. Like, because outside of this show, they're, they've given plenty of examples on their issue with in the craziest thing is it's fictional characters and they can't accept fictional characters that aren't white. Like I go to the mall. Like there's a huge dust up about having black Santa Claus in the mall. There's oh. Rush Limbaugh almost had a heart attack when they mentioned uh, Idris Elba playing James Bond. Like all these people are fictional yeah. people in mm -hmm. we're talking about levels of outrage, like for real outrage, like black Spider-Man. Like, but I want to fight you. I man. will actually fight you. But that I goes back to what we was talking about. Like, do we need a we need a gratuitous black character everywhere? I, but can we have one though? Like, it's not even. Do we, <laughs> can we have one? <laughs> <laughs> can we have, are we allowed to have? One? I mean, Black Panther was phenomenal. That's the and one. the reception was was phenomenal. And but it was almost like they reached out and was like, "Look, that's I, I didn't." That's as far as I'm going. Like, 
the Ten Rings movie was amazing. It was actually one of Marvel's greatest visual movies, mm. but it came out during COVID and we wasn't really feeling Asians like that. So y'all gonna have to go on the back burner. And then mm. now we got, you know, Miss Marvel, Pakistani, like the, the reviews themselves, they, she got like a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes and things like, like phenomenal scores. Right. They got phenomenal scores is one of the better shows that Marvel has done in this stage. I think the mm. stage four and like very little traction for that. Like, and I'm only in my mind picturing like white people sitting there like y'all better not come out with a Mexican superhero because I'm burn I'm gonna burn this down like it, and I just don't understand like why I, I mean I guess I do like I don't want to just sit here and say like America's just this racist place because I think that's just a lazy uh, right. you know lazy take on that it's true but, though <laughs> but like there ha- I, I don't understand I guess they can't meet but I just I can't grasp like why like we're in 2022. We didn't had the whole Black Lives Matter march. We didn't had all these different things, but yet when it comes to expanding the creativity of just watching a show that from somebody who's a superhero that doesn't look like you, it is like, nah, I can't do that. Like I can't get down with that. And like, and it doesn't matter how great the show. Like people have literally like, yo, this show is great. Like you got to watch it. And it's almost like you got to force feed some people to to watch this. Like Captain Marvel. The the actual movie was awful. It was terrible. And yeah. they pushed her more than they're pushing the show that they did yeah. that is great. Like, it's, it's just a weird dichotomy. Like, I, I don't understand it. And I guess I do understand it. I just, I, maybe I'm refusing to accept that people are that close-minded. Yeah, it's like, what's that D.O. Huey joke? He was like, one, two, three, four, but okay, that's enough. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I've counted right. all that. That's what he said. If you count them, okay, you might be right. Like, I, I think it's interesting what you say even about Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Because there was almost this, as, as much as it was accepted broadly across the spectrum, I remember when it came out several years ago, I remember there were some of my friends, people I know very well, who were white. They were kind of like acting surprised. I was like, did you see the cast? Like, why are you surprised that you like? <laughs> well, I was just surprised because there was only one white person in, you know, the CIA agent. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And they were like, but it, it was like, it was just so good. And I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> you know, but... Is what do you what say you, Paul? Is there a reluctance or is Andre just like is he just tripping? He ain't wrong, but he ain't all the way right, in my opinion. I believe we got a couple things going on right now. Okay. It's summertime. People outside. I mean it's hot, it's nice out, you know what I'm saying? Um, we've been inside for a while. And I think people might be a little Disney plused out. Like we, you know, mm-hmm. they okay. they they hammering us. Right. But on the on the flip side, you're right. Like America is very reluctant to embrace uh, unapologetic brown expression. In any form or fashion, Um, especially when it's homegrown. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you watch what's my uh, my show. uh, BMF or if you watch uh, Snowfall. A lot of those, some, most of those dudes who playing dudes that's supposed to be from here ain't from here. They they some old spotted T at 
know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fish and chips type cats. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I think America is tired of black voices. I think they think we keep bringing up old stuff um, that we're constantly whining about ill treatment. I don't think that they're, they don't want to look at us or, or they don't think that we're beautiful because they keep hiring us to do put us on television and one thing. They just don't want to hear what we have to talk about. Yeah, they'll look at us and want to touch on us, but they don't really care about us expressing our pain. Mm. Right? Um, and when when they do care about us expressing ourselves, they only want it, it's, it's in slave movies or we got it. Like, I'm, it's the, they only want our us represented the way they want us represented. We can't represent ourselves. Right? Um, and if you do, yeah. go do it over there. Go do it over there. Go and do don't it over expect... there on that channel or that platform. Right. Like, if you look at Speak for Yourself, the show we talked about with, with Whitlock, and if you if they, they've been neutering that show ever since Whitlock and Uncle Jimmy left. Yeah, this is true. They've been it's watering true. it down constantly. Now you got, Ach- not Acho, but Wiley's supposed to be moving on. Yep. I just read that, yeah. So... You know, like I said, black faces are okay. It's the black voices that people are tired of. I get, and, and you know, I guess that was part of the, this is where, I mean, I was going to sound like I'm taking a sharp left turn, but I'm not. I'm, like Harlem Nights. Okay. Like that was the dopeness of Harlem Nights was that Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor intentionally put us in a light. I know it was, you know, quote unquote, a gangster movie, but they put us doing well. They put us like as a different, side of of black people than at movies at at that point in time that mm-hmm. was i thought you know eddie murphy did a phenomenal job of just kind of reinventing characters of what black people could be whether and it, it was, was a conscious effort on his part yes he did it intentionally for yes. that reason yeah and yeah and so but like i said i mean i i and i totally understand you know summertime and and disney plus and they are there's a lot of content and part of it could just be lost in the sauce because there is so much content right now mm-hmm. that's out there you mix that with stranger things came out and all this <laughs> other stuff but like i i keep going back to the james bond thing like there was like they talked about two people playing james bond will smith and and idris elba mm-hmm. and White people were a little bit more okay with Will Smith than they were at Idris Elba. Just and I don't know that that's colorism in and there he's or British. Just, he's British, <laughs> um, and but you know it's almost like Will Smith is a little bit more accepted because it was like, hey, that's 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 Will Smith. Like white well before pre slap Will Smith, that was gonna be more accepted. Yeah, he, yeah. N- now we can't. Now he ain't got a shot either. They don't he want can't him. do a cartoon at this point. <laughs> but no, they go ahead with Bad Boys Four. That's really? on, yeah, yeah, but that's a that's a Mark Lawrence Will Smith. It fits the image, yeah. yeah like it still ain't, but also they going through with taping it. That that joint ain't coming out till twenty twenty five. So yeah. by then the smoke will settle or something like well, that. But but it's just uh, all that to say, you know, is it just it's con- it's not really concerning. It's just weird that it's I'll a weird space that fictional characters I, can't be accepted. Go ahead, Bob. I, I was going to say, um, also, Disney Plus don't do it like Netflix. Netflix dropped a whole genre, and they mm. rationing it out week to week. People ain't trying to sit and wait for a Sunday night. You know what I'm saying? Even though they dropped it and stream, you can stream it whenever you want. Yeah. Dropped a whole series. Yes. 
Let me binge. The whole, season, they the whole they season. They don't lend yeah. themselves to binge watching. People Honestly, binge nowadays. I didn't watch I, that Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. joint. I didn't watch that until probably, what, three or four weeks ago because I wanted to wait until all of them were mm-hmm. out. You know, I, and that's when I, everybody was, oh, it was great. I said, okay, well, yeah, I caught a piece of the first one. I was like, I'll wait because I, I, I sat one day. And that's why you got COVID. You waited until you got COVID so you could watch TV. You ain't fooling me. Hey. But no, <laughs> I'll say this. Let me just say, since we're taking left turns, and like I said, I had a hard week. So I'm just going to come right out here. The show may not get canceled, but I might. Because I'm going to just say it. Um, people who identify, and I want to be very careful how I say this, because I find that there's a difference between people who identify as something and people who are authentically something. People who identify as Christians are bigots. Very yes. often, they are bigots. Okay. Yes. And there's a lot of reasons like this. for that. There's some nuance for that. <laughs> I like this. Turn on, Let's go. I, yeah. But the fact I like of the this. matter is, I think <laughs> it actually you know. is... Le- I think it has... I, I do, but I, I, I agree with you that there's something to the binge watching. I agree with you that there's something to the colorism, whatever. I honestly think if she were not identified... Like if they weren't identified as Muslim, that there would be a lot more acceptance for it. And I don't just mean yes. acceptance like people watching. I'm saying the coloring books, the dolls, because I'm talking about mm-hmm. the shelves on tar- you know Target shelves and Walmart. Mm-hmm. And when you walk through you know Family Dollar or something, you see the dolls and the greeting cards. How they market it. I honestly believe if she was not Muslim, or her family did not come from Pakistan, that there would be a lot more acceptance of it. And I honestly think that to some degree, Marvel, and I could be wrong, okay? Well, they sell all that Moana stuff. I know, but here's the thing. Moana wasn't... Spirituality has looked a little bit different than actually claiming a particular religion. Um, So it's almost like Moana was kind of like, they were willing to say, ah, well, that's just how they do in Hawaii. But they didn't necessarily... That what There's no like actual holy book associated with being a Pacific Islander. You just a Pacific Islander. You're yeah, just, it is. It's called the Book of Mormon. <laughs> but also right, Moana you know was kid driven as well as like That's uh, me how I know. <laughs> Rhea and the Last Dragon was kid driven. Encanto was kid driven. Yes. Like we talking like I don't think they had a choice. Once they started singing we don't talk about Bruno, like you just had to fall into place. Um you know with that. But like Grown people aren't tuning in to watch the Marvel stuff like they normally would, and like Billy said, there's no merchandise on the store, you know, store shelves for it. And that's like my that. they're point. They're not, not pushing it because even if here's the thing, I have a, I had a, my daughter was, if I'm not mistaken, she's ten. She was like three when Moana came out, or four. I think it was mm-hmm. like she was like four when Moana came out. So I was, I was forced. <laughs> to watch you know what I'm saying like that just comes with the territory sharp boy but, wow, the, girl. but here's the point she wasn't in school yet and if she was maybe she was five I don't think so but if she was it wasn't as though it was a popular thing in school because she was in like kindergarten at the most it was on the shelves it was on greeting cards it was on bags mm-hmm. it was on book bags lunch boxes that type of thing and so my point is that I don't think it's all the consumers fault as much as it is i don't necessarily think that disney's really pushing it and i think some of it has to do with the fact personally i think it has something to do with the fact that 
Like I said, there are a lot of people who identify as Christians that don't even realize that the brand and the version that they're getting of Christianity is very toxic in the sense that it's very bigoted and that it prevents them from being able to appreciate other cultures, other religions, other ways of life. Not because you have to accept it, but Christianity is one of those things where it's like, you know what? It's very black or white. Either I'm going to accept this thing and embrace this thing, or I'm against it. And I think once people find out that she's Muslim, I think there's a lot of people who are just like, oh, nope, we're not letting this in our house because we don't yeah. believe in that. Right. When the fact of the matter is that's not even the theme of the show. That's not even right. really what it's right. about. Mm-hmm. So for, I, for a group that's supposed to be the most, uh, that preaches tolerance, they are the least tolerant group. Um, yeah, because they, they, they're individuals. not, it's not authentic tolerance. Yeah, there's really. nothing more bigoted than the American <laughs> Christian. Western Christianity is like, yeah, they're, they're in solidarity about that bigotry. Western and, and according they, to who? Mm. It was Western depending on where you stand, bro. That's why I I'm just only, said American. I, no, well, and that's what, but my point. The only thing I'm saying is, believe it or not, it's not limited to just United If States. I'm in Japan, yeah. they're not the West. No, but what I'm saying is, believe it or not, like we, this has roots to go over to Europe. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It's not limited to just United States. I'm saying there's actually a book that I'm reading. Um, that we'll talk about some other time, but there's a book I'm reading where it talks about how so much of the Bible has been read through this cultural lens of white America and Eurocentric eyes that like, even when you talk about tolerance, our version of tolerance is not actually what the Bible is like what Jesus is prescribing. He's prescribing something totally different and we've just tried to conform it and make it fit to what, makes us feel better about it in our culture because we don't want to have to repent and change. But that's well, look what, well, look what Americans did to yoga. That, mm. See? There you go. And acupuncture and anything else that comes from the East, which is why I was saying Western. Mm-hmm. The Western eyes and how they've tainted so much of the scriptures is just phenomenal. And that's why, and I personally feel like the underbelly of all of this stems from the fact that a lot of Christians just, as soon as they find out you Muslim, they just be like, nah, I'm straight. And they keep on walking. How they steal all this stuff, but couldn't figure out how to season food still. That's neither here nor there. That's, that's a whole different. Well, they came over here for the spices and still don't know how to use them. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they didn't have to, they made us use them. Hmm. Yeah, and now we've taken four left turns. We in Albuquerque. And then what Bugs Buddy would say, Walla Walla Washington. So, what the heck? I need to know how to spice this chicken right. food. Get in the kitchen. In that kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me a fresh one. All right. right. So, for our last topic, then, why don't we discuss this? Because we did kind of broach the topic of mental health. But what about physical health overall? When we think about, and I'm going to narrow it down voluntarily to black men. What's up with black men not going to the doctor? What is it about our overall physical health 
is there something specific to black men or is it just men in general? Are we just knuckle draggers? Are we, is there a legitimate concern when it comes to doctor? Because I think about, and I'll set it up this way. One of the things that my wife is never, um, she never takes long to remind me of is how black women in this country have the highest mortality rate when it comes to giving birth to children. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it's high, but compared to their counterparts, it is something like fierce. Like it's like right. three to one or four to one or something like that, depending on which demographic you're comparing it to. Black women are clearly the most likely of all of the women in this country to die during childbirth. However, black women will still go to the doctor. They will still go get, they will still, they know, like, they know who their OBGYN is. They know who their primary care is. They know when their mammograms need to be, like, women, for whatever reason, no matter what the experience has been, Black women tend to go to the doctor, even though they have trust issues, even though they have not always been treated um, fairly in the healthcare system, they still go because they value it in a certain way. So, um, what's up with that? What's up with black men and not taking care of their health? And either one of you take it. Both of you look unhealthy. So, just pick one. Just either one of you, says the one who was almost a zombie dead. last Ten week. Days ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go. Um. I'm one of them men. I don't trust the doctors. I don't, I don't, I just, I'm, I just don't. Um, like, and, and maybe it has something to do with, uh, you know, like you said, racism in this country, Tuskegee, um, slavery, a whole bunch of things. I, I have real trouble um, giving agency in my mind agency of my life to another person another uh, who is usually going to be white to if that makes sense interestingly enough before you jump in there andre what paul just said i'm right there in lockstep with you except for one thing my primary doctor my dentist mm -hmm. uh the specialist i go to uh all of them are black because okay. I do actually have a mistrust, but I'm very meticulous and I scan and I check and I research. And like, even when I moved here to Delaware, I didn't know anybody. I made it a point. I called one of my friends, Yolanda, who is a, um, she specializes in pediatrics and she teaches at uh, Morehouse down in Atlanta. And so when one of, and her sister is one of my best friends. So I called her and I asked her, to give me some referrals of some doctors. She went to Meharry, which is right down the street from where I went to school in Tennessee State, so uh, in Nashville. So I always look for doctors who went to Meharry, who went to Howard, who went to these different schools because I am skeptical. I am very suspicious about anybody who, like you said, I'm gonna give agency to, and I'm not even just gonna accept you because you're black, that you're a good doctor or that you know what you're doing. I definitely want to check those references, but my thing is I value my health in such a way that what I don't want to do, I know I can't do everything well, 
And I know that just because it's my body and I know my body and I pay attention, I know that I don't know what's going on internally, especially as I get older. And so I make it a point now at almost 47, there are things, you know, back when I was 27, I was like, yeah, whatever. It, it'll heal. It, it didn't matter what it was. I'm still I, like that. I'll be all right. I'm good. Right. I was like, eat some more carrots, you know, drink some more water. And that was the answer. But I think to some degree, I look at it as I don't want to do that to my kids. And I don't want to oh, do I don't that do it with my, my kids. I, I, I don't. That's one no, thing. No, I'm I, saying for me, I know no. that my kids need me. So I'm going to go to the doctor. I know that I my wife you. wants me here most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Um, not all the time, but most you of the sound, time. You I, sound I think like my along. wife. Yeah. You giving me the you giving me, you giving me the they need you here speech. No, I tell my kids, I tell my I tell my kids, go to the doctor, listen to the doctor, whoop de whoop de whoop. Don't be like your old man. Mm. See, and I, I take the reverse action of be like I need my, my kids, I need them to see me going to the doctor. I need them to see me going to get my teeth clean, getting my x-rays. I need them to see me doing just like I need them to see me going to the gym, drinking water uh, instead of drinking. Like, we don't drink any pop, okay? And it is pop because I'm from the Midwest, okay? I'm from Cincinnati. We got one of the, we got one of the Soda Stream joints, so we make our own pop. Okay, there you go. I don't care if it's called Soda Stream. It's pop, okay? And my thing, but we don't drink, like, I don't, we almost, like, never drink that. We don't drink a lot of sugar and things like that. And it's not even just because I'm diabetic. It's just, that's just... We're, we're not super health conscious. Like, I'm not like one of those, but we're very in tune to that type of thing. And I kind of feel like there are other ways to get that thing done, even if I don't trust doctors, because I don't. But I also want to live. So our other unhealthy person on the panel. We'll say nice to meet you. Today. Um, actually I don't have a distrust of doctors and I go to the doctor. Like I, I go, I follow the advice. Now my thing is consistency is, is normally my downfall of just being mm. able to consistently do what they, you know, tell discipline. me to do and stuff like that. Yeah. Discipline. I'm like, I'm disciplined in every other area. Hey Paul, he be sneaking them hoagies like Heathcliff Huxtable. Right. <laughs> Getting caught. It, mm-hmm. well, you know, I, I've been blessed with a gift to be able to cook, among other things. And so I I like to eat like and so and I but I have, you know, been become more conscious about it in the last, we'll say, five years mm-hmm. of, you know, what I put in my body and things like that. I just have to, you know, put in the effort to work out and stuff like that. Um, but I think part of it still for people that I know that don't go to the doctor, minus Paul, um, is more of a, a pride factor um, that comes into like, I'll be okay. Like, I just need to keep grinding. You know, yeah. I, I'll, i you know, I'll figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. because I'm assuming during, you know, the 50s, 60s and 70s and things like that, our parents' generation, that ready access to doctors wasn't as formidable. Was and, and, it, was, it wasn't available. Not well, how, about this? how about this? When I was growing up, it, I, I grew up, like, oh, you better not be getting hurt because I ain't got money to take you to no goddamn ER. That was gonna be that was gonna be the other thing was yes. the financial, you know, portion of the you know the tra- it's a transaction. Like it, it's mm-hmm. 
you're going to give me bad news and I'm going to pay you to give me bad news. Like I'm, I'm not right. feeling it. I'd rather just find out the bad news on my own. Like it, and it's, it's a total, I, I totally acknowledge it's a backwards way of thinking. Like yeah. there's a oh, point yeah. of paying, a, you know, paying a copay you know, and my, all these different things. And but, as far as you say that, Andre, my family, I remember as a kid, the answer my father gave, because, you know, my father, he, he worked for IBM. He had good benefits, whatever. And I remember my mother would be like, yeah, but there are checkups here. Or, like, especially when it was football time, fall, mm. you had to have a physical on fire. And my father was like, go ahead and take him, because I'm paying for it. They took it mm. out of my check. Like, even if you don't want to go to the doctor, you going. Now you sound like my wife. Like, we got insurance. Use it, fool. That's it. My wife, the same, she's like, hey, we got the best health care in the state. Take him. Oh, he sneezed funny. Look, man, it ain't nothing but $20 for that copay. Take him. Mm. That's what the insurance is for. And so my dad was like, he was like, everybody hates Chris. Like, he was that guy. So mm. for him, it was like, they didn't already, he, he literally would say, they already took it out of my check. Let's go. Go well, to the doctor. To, and right, I kind of have that same mentality of like, listen, we have access. Because mm. so many, like our grandparents, especially, they didn't have that access. They were getting that seriously back in the fifties. They were still the guy who was like, he, he took care of the horses for, you know, the stable down the street. He had access to some anesthesia for a horse and he just knew how to dose it out. And they was doing surgeries, you know, out back kind of stuff where right. it was like, hold real still. We're going to put you to sleep with this horse tranquilizer type. And, and we think of that as like, man, that's just crazy. Who would do that? Kind of makes you think of the abortion conversation, which is mm -hmm. another topic for another day. But that's kind of the thing. Because they didn't have access, I almost feel, I would almost feel guilty if I didn't utilize and take advantage of the access. Paul's like, mm -hmm. I still ain't going. I, I haven't convinced him, Andre. He's not going. Well, it, it don't sound like he's going. It, don't, it well, just like doesn't I sound said, like it doesn't. Like I said, it, 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 can be, it can go back to, uh, it goes back to like not wanting to be an inconvenience. Like when you grow up broke and not going yeah. to the doctor, not wanting to be an inconvenience, not wanting to be a burden, not uh, things like that. So it can be mental and physical. Like they intertwine, I guess. Yeah. But uh well, yeah, that and also, you know, times are different now as opposed to our parent generation. With our parents, it was like, if you got to go to the doctor, you got to take off work. You take off work, you don't get paid. Yeah. Like, and that's I, true. you ain't, what you ain't going to do is mess with my money. So it's, it's yeah. some of that stuff that, that's intertwined into it as well. Yeah. Are we all it's, going to the doctor the same day? Cause I'm not taking you one day and then taking <laughs> right. you the other day. Because one of the things, and it's funny that you mentioned that, Andre, one of the things that my father and mother, like, it was so clear my mother, because she stayed at home Now she did daycare from home. So she worked while she was at home, but she did daycare most of my childhood. So what would happen is it, my dad said it would be different if I had to call off work to take you. I'm mm -hmm. not calling off work. I'm not giving up no coins to take you to the doctor. But since your mom is here, or if I can get your grandmother to come around here and pick you up and take you, then that's different. And so there is a, you know, a, a, not a poverty factor, but there is a financial factor beyond mm -hmm. just having the access and the copay mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Like, who's going to take them when you're kids? And that carries over into our adulthood. It's still not an excuse, Paul, because you can drive yourself to the doctor. Okay. I'm beautiful. I look good. I feel good. 
Got a little money in the bank. I'm all right. All right, man. Now we definitely going to wrap this up. This man I'm just saying. I ain't got no complaints. Can you name me as one of your uh, dependents so when, when you do <laughs> kick the bucket, I can get just just a few dollars. I know you're making big money out there in no, Washington. Can right. I get, right. Can I get his a couple money dollars? stretching. <laughs> it's stretching trying to get longer because it ain't, it's, it's not moving. <laughs> it is. Dry. A, a, but you like push your T say, it's almost dry, bro. Right. <laughs> but uh, you did bring up a good point, Billy, which is, you know, that black women do go to the doctor even amidst, you know, all of the the struggles that they've yes. had Everything. with physicians. Um, I had to look up the name, J. Marion Sims, which is mm-hmm. considered to be the, you know, father of gynecology who yep. uh, performed uh, outrageous Live. acts on black women Live with no, an- yes, with no anesthesia or anything. Um, mm-hmm. And going through that trauma and that history and still being able to find, you know, I'm going to call it courage, like for real, call it courage to still go to a doctor and put their life in somebody else's I'm going to call it stupid, but you, <laughs> you, can, you can say what you, you want to say. pass me real bad. Bro. I'm talking about really it, bad. but I'm talking about today though. Like, because I mean, because he was born, it says, uh, 1813. Yeah, oh, so. Okay. I don't so, need somebody to do something to me if I see him do it to you. But we're talking 1800s. We didn't really have a choice. Yeah. It, it, was, <laughs> it, it was the 1840s when he first started performing. Right. Though I think it was the 1840s when he first started performing those live like they would perform live mm-hmm. surgeries and procedures mm-hmm. not like bite on this stick nah yeah. we ain't wasting that good anesthesia then you had old boy who was uh, masturbating the ladies they was coming in getting whacked off they did a whole movie about cuz you saw that they invented the vibrator and all that cause his hand kept getting tired <laughs> that's, that's a true story <laughs> Man, this show didn't take it They called it. They said women would suffer from madness, so these husbands would send their women to the doctor to get their bean flake. Don't take my word for it. Google's your friend. It was nice having the show. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say one cuss word. (laughs) Oh man. Anyway, Man. let's wrap this up by saying yeah, we need to go yeah, to the doctor. Let's, gonna... let's go to the doctor, people. Paul, men, are, men are awful. <laughs> yeah. We need to, all the regular checkups, the prostate exam, all of that. Uh, see, there you we go. Now, now, now you want a boy to go get his booty played with. I, we at that age, man. We See, we, we back to the first topic, the agenda. See, I'm the y'all. <laughs> I see you. You say Paul is I'm rich. only y'all. He's rich. It's a CO conspiracy. <laughs> Just name, Alrighty. name me as a dependent. We I, and Man. I won't even bother you about the doctor no more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with all of that being said, and there was a lot. Right. I, I knew. I knew. I knew it was going off the rails when the man said bean and flick. Yeah. Yeah. We can't get I, that one back. All right. <laughs> with that. Hmm. As always, we end all of our shows with our APBs, and um, we go in order. So, Andre, what you got? Who you looking for? Who's missing? Who Who's getting a call out this week? 
So I'm going to try to make it through this one without cussing. Um, <clears throat> I am looking for uh, groups of people, but they all in the same place. So we're going to start with the International Track Association um, and move over to USA Track and Field <clears throat> and then move over to NBC. Like all of this as a con- as as a conjunction together. A staff I, record label and crew. Man, F you all of them. a lot of folks. <laughs> that's a lot of people, bro. So, and I, we, I know we just had this health conversation, but in previous episodes, we talked about, you know, our athleticism and stuff like that. So don't let all this fool you. Like, I track was what I did. Right, I just right. happened to also play football. <laughs> like, we talked about Billy said I was fast. Like, no, like, I was... I, there was only a couple people in the state of Ohio who could even run with me, like right. at that time. And if they girls was in the stands and they talk mess, then they couldn't run with me either. Like it, <laughs> I, it, it just was it. Just on ego alone. Just on ego alone, you was leaving with with a severe. You could either take a regular L, you could take a severe L. Just as long as you play cool with me, we was cool together. Um, but so I feel like I'm 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 qualified to have this conversation. You have credibility. APB. I right. yeah. like, you were in your wheelhouse. I, I feel like anybody we're who here. like competitively had to run the 400 meters and reach out for the hem of Jesus's garment when you come around that last 50 meters, mm-hmm. you are qualified to have this conversation. Yes. Like, and so, first problem. So, real quick, uh, Devin Allen ran 110 hurdles, had the fastest time of the year in 110 hurdles. So, the World Championships is going on. By the way, the uh, the World Championships for track and field are going on in Oregon. Uh, and we'll get to that part in one second, but he's running a one ten hurdles, and there's a couple. So it wasn't just him; there were two other people who ran a hundred meters. And what this is surrounding is the false start. He got now for my entire life. I've always considered false start as you leave before the gun goes off. I said, well, let me check with somebody who didn't run track. So I asked my wife, "Hey, what do you think? Of, like, what's a false start?" She was like, "You leave before the gun goes off." But, okay, so we all have the same definition of false start. But apparently, the International Track Association uh, has come up with a different definition of false start, which is that if you leave faster than a computer thinks you should be able to leave based on reaction time, then that is a false start, even though you go off after the gun. Now, for my entire life, we have always tried to time the start, time the gun, get the best jump you can, and call it a day. If if, uh, my senior year... I was favored to win the 100 state. I false start. Like, I left before the gun went off. I was trying right. to put on a show, right. and I got caught. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. But, like, Devin Allen did not leave before the gun went off. No. He left faster than some... I didn't start smacking stuff. He Listen, left before... Y'all, you know, this man woke <laughs> me up out of a COVID nap. And was like, nah, Billy. We got to talk. This is, this is absolutely insane. Right. Like he did not leave before the gun went off. A computer said, hey, he shouldn't be able to react that fast. And not only did he get the false start, you get kicked out of the race. Like, you're yeah. gone. So he did not win, didn't have a chance at a medal, anything like that, because the computer said... He, even gave, him went the, off, he gave him the computer, yeah. Yeah, even though you left after the gun, you still went off too fast. And that's just stupid. So whoever's making these rules... They, I need to find them because I want to punch them in the face. Um, I can say that on that here because I can't type it. You. I can't type it on Facebook because then they'll say I'm inciting violence. But I can say it on this that I need to punch you in the face for that. Now moving over to USA the Track and Field, of Andre Collins. You are about to see 
<laughs> you are about to see idiocy on this four by one that the four by one and four by four just trust it. We're not going to win it. The baton may not make it around the track. Just go ahead and put that there. But now on to that, the last part is NBC. When the hell did track and field become so hard to find mm. growing up? The Goodwill Games, the Olympics, all these different things. You just clicked on Saturday. It was there. But now we got to look at the newspaper. We got to look online. We got to go through all these different apps just to find when a race might take place. And it's, I don't understand why it's so hard to find. But then they wonder why we're not the best at track and field anymore. Maybe if we put an emphasis on track and field as we did on damn soccer that nobody cares about, maybe we'd actually win some Olympics and not get swept out of the medals. But because we don't want to put an emphasis on it, we just want to sit there and bitch and complain that we got the best. Right back in two seconds. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's a false start. Where you going? That's a false start right there. (laughs) But anyway, I don't understand why we can't do this in a level that we can find track and field, we can watch track and field, and we can stop coming up with dumbass rules for track and field that will allow us to be able to participate in the sport and be number one in the, in the world again in some of these events. But right now, everybody's going to football and basketball. Why? Because track and field right now is being stupid. And I need to find all them people and punch them all in the face. That's my APB. I made it without, well, I, I don't think I said any cuss words. I think I'm good. I almost wanted it's, to cuss with Paul for leaving during my APB, but that's neither here. Well, I think you, I think you got a couple in there, but <laughs> we, you know, we we need to work on our sensors anyway, and so it'll work out. But besides that, I'll I'll just just to throw that on there, uh, to, on the end of yours. Uh, bring back OJ Simpson, because you know back in the day on NBC. Like when they were oh, I was like, track. where are we going with this one? <laughs> of all the turns we've taken, I was like, this took a real turn. <laughs> I mean, sh- hey, shout out to the Juice, because that was my favorite football player ever. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that, I, hey, I know we probably, get, we, there's some sponsors that we ain't never going to get down <laughs> that I said that. But yeah, I said it. I said what I said. Well, but I was I was thinking you. I said I wanted to punch some people. And you said bring back OJ Simpson. I'm like, whoa. I don't. No, I, I, don't going, want... I mean, we ain't getting biased or nothing. I'm just you know I'm talking. About, but no, back when it was NBC, uh, back when it was Saturdays, man. When they was doing sports, it was like Wild World of Sports and all of that. Like yeah. we used to be able to click on and yeah. watch track meets. So and yeah, all of, so yeah, yeah, I said what I said. Track and field ain't been right since. I mean, let's be honest. Track and field ain't been right since O.J. Simpson. So bring back O.J. He Simpson. He said O.J. Anymore. Simpson. Yeah, you missed it. I, you yeah, missed a lot. It. You missed a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I told you. I had a rough week last week. I'm, I'm letting it out. O.J. Simpson is the answer to USA track and field. If we want sprinters back, bring back O.J. Simpson. But you know what? No, nah, that's your APB. I'm going to let you have that. Go ahead, Paul. He said, bring back O.J. Simpson. (laughs) 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 Why? When you leave, this is what happens. You got to stay in your seat. Bring back the juice. You you keep Billy in bounds. We didn't have O.J. Simpson. And that hurts commercial, too. (laughs) Okay? Yes, I said it. Do it. All right. Jumping over the airport. Yes. (laughs) Jumping over bags. Go. Go. Say like, right, go OJ, run, yeah. OJ, run, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Don't He's so handsome. Gone. She been she been gone for a while. Yeah, she been gone. Yeah. Um, I'm a 
I'm gonna go a little different route. I'm gonna go. Uh, my APB is on albums. Mm. Mm. Okay. We hear a song, and you hear the album, and you're disappointed. Back in the day, you had to make an album. I can't tell you how many CDs became frisbees because mm. the album was trash. Garbage. Coasters, baby, coasters. Coasters. Bookmarks. That's real. Weed trays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But nobody makes albums anymore. Um, I think Kanye might have been the last dude I could think of that was making albums. And he's garbage now. Like, where where are ideas? Where's the creativity? Mm. Um, Where's the theme, a concept from beginning to end? Where where it's cohesive throughout, like where what happened to that? Where you now can listen to it from start to finish. Now it's just about can can you play it in a club? Mm. And, and then I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna put twenty six average songs out and call it an album just so I can get my streaming numbers instead of putting ten bangers, man, in sequence. It where like ten- you hear the transition from one, you be like, yeah. I know four is going to five because right. of the way they coordinated it. Yeah. Right. Right. We need better engineers. Well, yeah. No. We need better producers. We need songwriters. Yeah. Right. No, we only using five. We only using five producers <laughs> are making all the music. You know, I blame R. Kelly. When he went to jail, <laughs> they stopped being creative. Wow. It was R. Kelly. <laughs> you know what? You know what? We ain't had R and B since that daggone tape came out with that. <laughs> that was the death of R and B right there. I thought we was going. I thought Neo was going to be all right, but then he left us for uh, the dance music. Mm-hmm. Um, Usher, yeah, yeah they Usher went over there too. Yeah, you know, but and then Trey Songs had that one album, and now he out here sweeping rape cases under the rug. Mm. Oh, so Sonic is about Nelly. all we got. Silk Sonic is about all we got and right they now. Doing, they doing too much. And they, they, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying as far as an album concept, they, they yeah, at least executed I agree, that. But... The Frank Ocean album a few years ago was dope. That Channel Orange. That was you realize that was about ten years ago though. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That was what? <laughs> see what I'm trying. That's it's yeah, my like, APB. Frank you making like my point? Eleven. You making my point? Yeah. So it's about ten years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Look, I'm it. tired of listening to Pusha T, bro. This is about all I can listen to right now. <laughs> Uh, as much as I love this, it's almost dry. I love this album. It's about all I can tolerate in like the last 18 months. Yeah. You know, like in singing, sing, like what happened to singing, man? T-Pain ain't coming out with nothing. T-Pain ain't dropping, man. This, this I'm reminds me of you a drink, man. It's my, this, you know, this reminds me of uh, Justice League where they try to take on that dude, they try to take on that uh, Steppenwolf without Superman. It's like, I, I look, Batman, I know on principle what you was trying to do, but it sounds mm-hmm. like y'all going to have to bring that man back from the dead. Right. Because, uh, 
it's hard. It's, it's hard yeah. times out and here. When they brought him back, though, he scared, he scared the hell out of uh, Parker and Peyton when they brought him back. Like, what's wrong with Superman? <laughs> <laughs> he was out there in his, in his pajamas. <laughs> he was tearing up. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Superman? My kids was shook, boy. <laughs> and they was not okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, all right. So, all right. We didn't brought two people off the shelf. R. Kelly and OJ. R and OJ. Now bring wow. back Cos and Michael Jackson. That's all you got. Mount Rushmore. Well, you know what? <laughs> Mount Speaking Rushmore. Brilliant deviancy. God, no, listen. I better say. <laughs> you know what? How about that? That is Speaking the Mount Rushmore yeah, brilliant yeah, deviancy. Speaking of Michael Jackson, though, that's my APB for the week. I was literally going there. You walked me right into it. Here's my APB for the week. I turned on MTV and I saw nothing but reality shows. Flip the VH1. I saw reality shows and reruns of sitcoms that I used to like see on TV back in the 90s. I need you to bring back, not music videos. I want to see music videos on music television networks. Mm. Bring back the VJ, okay? <laughs> bring back when I wake up at three o'clock in the morning to go get me a glass of orange juice or something. And I back when I was in college and I happened to be like flipping channels or something. Because I was like, I know I need to study for this, but I'm tired. And so I would turn on MTV. And the only thing you might get would be like Beavis and Butthead or Daria or something. But other than that, it was actual videos. And I know YouTube has kind of ruined that because now you don't I was to about like to say, Lil Billy will tell you, Dad, to pick your phone out on YouTube. You can be the VJ. <laughs> but even with that, like you were talking about the albums, like... Mm -hmm. And that's why I thought about Michael Jackson. I remember when Thriller was about to drop. I remember when Remember the Time and Black and White. I remember it watching that on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it Black and White dropped on Sunday? I think it was after A Living Color or something it like that. used to have the makings of the video and then yes. show you the video. I would, You know what? I would even be content with the makings of one of these new cast videos. How many yeah. rappers you want to see standing ne uh, next to? Uh, how many rappers you want to see standing next to their homeboys with one girl twerking? In one nice car. That ain't theirs. In a pit Damn. bull with the money shot of we we counting money out here. Now right? I'm just, just saying, bro. We didn't describe ninety five percent of the movies. You ever turned on revolt video? What they do? You ever turned on revolt? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> same video, just different different performer. That's it. Yeah, it's the same video. You can just. It's like they video. even borrowed a song too. <laughs> I, you know what it is though. Here's the thing. I feel like if you can have Turner Classic movies and all these vintage, uh, like throwback television shows with the Lone Ranger and Maverick and the Brady Bunch and all them shows from back when our kids, our parents were kids and stuff. You can throw, you can give me a throwback video channel. I get it. Donnie Simpson ain't doing nothing. I feel you. He, he that. Call where, him Byron where's, where's Allen. Where's Carter? Where, Call him Byron Allen. Sherry Carter. Huh? Hmm. Byron Allen 
That's who you need to holler at. He buying you know up what? all the stations. Let's do it. Let's right. Do it. Yeah, he, he's right. He just didn't he just ink that deal with that uh, black news channel. Yeah, I know. I know he owned weather. <laughs> right. Like, this heat, you got this to be heat. a bad brother to right. buy weather. <laughs> <laughs> like turn like what we need to just go and call him like turn the temperature down. Right, Byron. Man, right. It's hot, Byron. Fix this. <laughs> <laughs> right. And give us some videos. <laughs> right. <laughs> turn the heat down and give us some videos. Well, we've officially found a way to offend everybody in America this week. And that's okay. Hmm. From white people to rocks, we done accomplished it. Hey, man, mm-hmm. listen. And everything Rock. in between. Yeah. Is there anything? Is, did we? Hey, is there anything else? I think we kind of got everything. You know if what? You go white people to rock. We did. We didn't offend women this week. Hmm. Well, you know what? We kind of mentioned R. Kelly, so that's well. Damn, and Bill Cosby. <laughs> damn, and Michael Jackson. We literally we got everything between white. Yeah, so we got the rock. women and the children with Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you showed up in here and you didn't hide your kids, hide your Boy. wife, then that's on you. Yeah, look, like Riley said, when I see Pete, I move. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> on that note, thank I'm just you saying, so much. I wish the Boondocks was around. Oh I wish God. the Boondocks was here so they could do a Deshaun Watson episode. I need. <laughs> Listen, wow. Listen, <laughs> thank you all for joining us this week on the Great Matters. We uh, hope you enjoyed it. We fully expect to be back here next week, and that way we can offend every offend everybody between white people and rocks once again. <laughs> because that's exactly what we love to do: is bring the nuance to the conversation, show everybody that hey, it's okay to have a different perspective, to have a different outlook on things, as long as you're willing to listen, willing to tolerate, willing to be open to new ideas so that you can broaden your horizons and further your perspective on things. So we are so grateful that you joined us. Um, We look forward to seeing you again. And as always, be blessed. She's still not home. So we are still asking for people to go to wearebg.org. Uh, to show your love and support for Brittany Griner. Um, still not resting until she gets home safely from Russia. But uh, follow us on all the streaming channels, all the platforms, like, subscribe, share, do all that stuff. Uh, but uh, until next week, keep searching for the light. Awesome. Uh, yeah, bring home Brit. And uh, I'm looking forward to football season. It's been too long. And that USFL mess don't count. Don't do that. That stuff don't count. Them uniforms don't even look right. Ain't nobody at the game. I need my Buckeyes. I need my NFL. I'm ready for college football season, especially. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, it's a whole yeah. lot easier to look forward to football season when the Bengals actually represented last year. So let's see what they do this year. Well, you know what the Super Bowl hangover does, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Fly, Eagles, fly. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. Well, peace yeah. out, y'all. Have a good week.